Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for a new day. Please align the words that I am speaking to the word. Please allow everyone who is listening to my voice today to be blessed, to be touched, to be moved, to take action. In your son Jesus' name I pray, amen. Proverbs 12 starts with a very, very strong statement. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Ooh, stupid. What a word. Loving discipline means that you love knowledge. When we think about what it means to discipline, that means to correct. That means to be moving in a fashion that is according to the word. And so if you move in a fashion that is according to the word, that means you love knowledge. Because the more you know, the better you are. The more you study your word, the more you align your path, your actions, your movements with the word, that means that you're a disciplined person and you're loving knowledge. Verse four says, a wife of noble character is her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. What is a crown? A crown is something that sits on top of a person's head. It's usually made of jewels, and gold, and it's something that people are very proud of having. So as a wife, you have noble character, you are your husband's crown. So think about what that means. That means that you are the rubies, the diamonds, the gold that is on top of his head. And when we think about our head, it doesn't mean that you're on top of your husband. It means that the knowledge, the discipline, the wisdom that you have as a wife, you're giving that to your spouse. A disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. So a wife that is disgraceful is impacting her husband down to the core, down to his bones. That means not only is he not being supported physically, emotionally, spiritually, it is causing him pain and anxiety deep deep down in his bones so if you're a wife purpose in your heart to have noble character if you desire to be a wife one day purpose in your heart to have noble character and if you don't desire to be a wife still purpose in your heart to have noble character because a wife a woman of noble character brings joy to the lord so we don't do these things for the people around them, we do these things because they bring honor to the Lord. This chapter talks a lot about words and how words impact you and impact other people. Verse six says, the words of the wicked lie in wait for blood, but the speech of the upright rescues them. Words of the wicked wait for blood. So as somebody is speaking and a person who is not aligned with God, a person who is wicked, their words are just looking to catch something and make it bleed. Can you imagine that? A person that's just throwing out so many negative words, so many hurtful comments, and they're waiting for blood to be drawn. Words hurt. Words are painful. Physical wounds, physical hurt, when somebody is in an abusive relationship, those things hurt, they're painful. But those wounds eventually heal. They eventually 
scab over and you have new skin. The bones that are broken are cemented back together and they regrow. But words, hurtful words stay with you forever. They penetrate your heart and your soul and they're like a million tiny paper cuts that can't be healed. And so every time a wicked person throws out another painful word, it's like another paper cut on top of one that was already there. But the speech of the upright rescues them. So what is the remedy for these painful words? It's for good words to be spoken. It's for encouraging words to be spoken. So as a Christian, use your words to heal you don't know the type of situation you don't know the pain that somebody has endured and you don't know the words that were used to hurt them but your words can help them heal all of those paper cuts that keep getting re-injured you can use your words to heal verse 14 from the fruit of their lips people are filled with good things and the work of their hands brings them rewards the fruit of your lips Fruit comes from your lips as you speak. So as you say positive things, as you sow seeds, you are planting fruit and the work of your hands. Yes, we need to say good things. Yes, we need to uplift people with our words. We also need to do good deeds. We also need to pick up the phone and call somebody who we know is in pain. We need to see the person who is on the street and they're asking for help they're asking for food they're asking for money if you have an extra snack in your car give them that snack extend a helping hand truthful lips endure forever but a lying tongue lasts only a moment be truthful it's easy to tell a small lie to cover your your back to not make yourself feel bad to make the other person feel good but when you tell the truth that lasts forever and that lying tongue it only lasts one moment because the next moment you have to cover it with another lie and another lie and another lie so one lie leads to another but a truthful lips they last forever verse 25 anxiety weighs down the heart but a kind word cheers it up Anxiety is so difficult. If you've ever felt a moment of anxiety, whether it's anxiety about taking a test or anxiety about the next step in your life or anxiety about your child that is sick, it really weighs down your heart. It takes you to places where you feel lonely and you feel dark and you're just worried about what's next, what's next, what's next. But a cheerful word cheers it up. So if you know someone who is suffering with anxiety, or if you yourself are suffering with anxiety, speak good words to them. Use your words to uplift them. Use your words to uplift yourself. I love to say it is our job to talk to ourselves like our best friends. And we tell our best friends how great they are and how wonderful they are and how much God loves them. So use your words to uplift today. Your words, your words can help, but can hurt. They can cause many, many little tiny paper cuts, or they can cause the healing balm someone needs. Use your words for good.